Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. God bless you, mate. Take your seats. Really appreciate uh, your ministry today. Uh, all of those who open up the doors, who drive the bus that uh, minister for our children, that do our AV, we thank you for all what you do. Um, this morning, I, I, um, I just need to make it very clear to you before we start that the sermon I've prepared was planned to be preached months ago. So um, later on you'll understand why I need to say this, but this sermon was prepared before certain sad events that have happened this week. So uh, abide with me, one of those great hymns, but let me just break into our text in Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1. I'm reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible, uh, the Holman version. Uh, verse 1, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality, for by doing so, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Remember those in prison as though you were in prison with them and mistreated as you yourselves were suffering bodily. Thank you. Uh, marriage is to be honoured by all, the marriage bed to be kept undefiled because God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Then verse 5 particularly uh, and I really do want to focus on the last pass, p- portion of the text. But in context, keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. I will never leave you or abandon you. Six, therefore we can boldly say, what, how can you say it? Boldly. The Lord is my helper I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Because if God is on your side, who can stand against you? So I do want to just take um, this great uh, hymn, uh, Abide With Me. And over the next few weeks, we are going to be doing songs of the soul, just taking some of the great songs. Some will be more modern than others. It won't all be some of the older ones. Who likes the old ones? Three people. Who likes the new ones? Two people. But we'll be taking some of those songs and uh, just faceting some of the truth and use them as just anchor points into some great truths and texts. And so this morning we are looking particularly at uh, this one here, Abide With Me. Um, Of course, it's written by Henry Light, who uh, was no stranger to the issue of life and death. He was desperately ill when he wrote this particular uh, hymn. In fact, it's the substance of what he believed to be potentially his last sermon. And he was desperately ill with tuberculosis. He did not expect to live. He was so sick, in fact, that he prepared this text as part of that last sermon. On September the 4th, 1847, most of you were born after that date. So he picked up a piece of paper and he scratched these words, Abide with me, fast falls the evening tide, the darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, O help of the helpless, abide with me. And his mind would have passed back over his life and under some of those stanzas, one of those stanzas which we didn't sing today is, Thou on my head in early youth did smile, Henry's reflecting on his mother who taught him the Bible stories and about God's love um, because uh, 
Henry's father abandoned the family at his birth and uh, Henry's mother soon died. So at the age of nine years of age, this little boy is alone. He's abandoned. No father, no mother. So you can see how something's been crafted into his life. He's been able to sort through the pain to discover others might have left me or rejected me, but God is my father and he abides with me. He's that good, good father. So the nine-year-old Henry was left alone in the world. He was adopted by a Christian minister named Robert Burroughs who raised him. He already had five kids. He just added him into the mix. Henry ch- ch- uh, turned out to be a, a model student. He wanted to study medicine, but he suffered from weak health and it prevented him from going strong. Nevertheless, he won prizes at Trinity College, uh, particularly for his work in literature and poems. He won three scholarships one year after the other. And in 1814, he graduated and was ordained a minister of the Anglican Church or the Church of England. At 54 years young, Henry was used to living with one foot in the grave when he preached his final sermon. He reminded his hearers that we must all die. He said, I stand here in front of you today as alive from the dead. And if I plan to impress upon you anything at all, I want to persuade you so that you would be prepared for that solemn hour that must come to all of us by placing our confidence in the death of Christ and his power to bring you back to life. That's, that's a good message, isn't it? Um, he would have never guessed in a million years that his hymn that we've just sang here, Abide With Me, is sung by thousands and thousands of people at the FA Football Cup every final. The reason is, is that particularly the teams who managed to get to that particular prestigious championship, they think this is a life or death match. So they sing, abide with me. It's amazing, isn't it? Sadly, it exaggerates the importance of sport and minimizes the reality that the real game of life is terminal for all of us. Ten weeks after preaching his farewell sermon, uh, Henry actually died. Our text for today, though, Next slide, thank you. Uh, oh, we've just done that bit of background. This is a shot of Henry and uh, this great song, Abide With Me. Uh, next uh, slide, thank you. Our text today is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, and particularly the last phrase, I will never leave you, never forsake you. And here a little bit of Greek actually is incredibly powerful. The Amplified Bible tries to pick up the emphasis is it emphasis or emphasis depends where you put the emphasis on the saliva isn't it okay uh, so the amplified bible picks this up pretty good for god himself has said i will not fail you in any way nor give up on you nor leave you without support i will not i will not i will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. That's powerful, isn't it? Because in the Greek language, there are five negatives. It's no, 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 no. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. I'm going to be on your side. So Henry Light really catches on this big idea that no matter what we face, God is with us. 
Steve today brought that word of exaltation. You know, God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. And if we can live in that reality, it changes some things. It changes everything. He's tapping into that deeper plea for the Christian experience revelation that Jesus promised in John 15 verse 4. Next slide. Thank you. John 15, 4, abide in me and I in you. And when we get that organic thing happening, where God's living in us and we're living in him, everything's doable. All things are possible. When we're following God, when we're nurturing ourselves in God, when we're drawing God's life into our life, we can do what God's called us to do. We can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask or imagine. Ephesians 3, verse 20. So if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is with you, who can stop you? If God is with you, where can't you go? If God is with you, how can you fail? Because for you to fail, God would have to fail and God can never fail. So the hymn writer pleads, Lord, as I'm facing these things, Lord, abide with me. Next slide. Thank you. So there's Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How much do you think it would change the way that we acted if we really lived in that reality, that we practice the presence of God? That, you know, when I go to work, Jesus is going with me. Esther had that little revelation that Jesus is everywhere through the church. He's in every chair. You're sitting on Jesus or Jesus is sitting on you. You know, that God is everywhere. It would change the way that we would conduct our life. So with God by your side, God, you have the strength, you have the courage, you have the, you have everything that you need. No matter how bad it is, God is with you. Even if you don't feel like he's with you, he can still be with you. You get that? Sometimes you don't feel safe. And one of our former missions pastors, he used to hate flying, which was a terrible thing if you're a missions pastor because, you know, you do a lot of flying. And he literally is one of those guys, you get him on the plane and he'd try and lift the plane off the ground. He'd grab those side seats and he'd try and lift and he'd strain it up. You know? So you can feel, but the plane's going to fly, isn't it? By the law of aerodynamics. So even when you don't feel like it, God is with you. Even when you don't sense God's there, he's there. God is there. He's all around you. He's in front of you. He's behind you. He's to your left. He's to your right. He's above. He's below. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Even though when we walk through the very valley of the shadow of death, he is with me and is also with you. He is the breath within your breath. He's with you. Jesus is the bodyguard on your side, the money in your pocket, the medicine in your cabinet, the friend in need, the light in the darkness, the wisdom in your lack of knowledge, the peace in your chaos, God at your side. Jeremiah 51 verse 20 is one of my favorite verses. 
and uh, the prophet through, through the prophet Jeremiah is talking to the people of Israel. And he says this, You are my war club, my weapon for battle. With you, I will shatter nations. With you, I will destroy kingdoms. With you, I will shatter the horse and the rider. With you, I will shatter the chariot and the driver. With you, I will shatter men and women. With you, I will shatter old men and youth. With you, I will shelter, shatter young men and the maiden. With you, I will shatter the shepherd and the flock. With you, I will shatter the farmer and the oxen. With you, I will shatter governors and officials. With you, I will. Do you hear the voice of the Lord in that? Together, in partnership, you and Jesus make a majority. You and Jesus make the team. With you, all things are possible. But sometimes we can be a little bit like Elisha. Next slide, thank you. You know, Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 6. And uh, the king of Amran has come, verse 14. So one night the king of Amram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than theirs. Now, here's the thing. Right there, there is a reality that there's a spiritual world that's bigger, stronger, and it's on your side. God is on your side. And then Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. May our eyes be open today and let us see what we have in God. Let us see. Paul prays in 1 1 Ephesians, he prays, Lord, may the eyes of their understanding, the eyes of their heart be open, that they might see their glorious riches that they have in their purpose and their calling. Perhaps the greatest gift you have in this world is for you to know that God has called you with a purpose, that you've got meaning for being on the planet. That is powerful. May your eyes be open to that reality today that you have a purpose for being on the planet. Hallelujah. You're just not breathing, taking up oxygen. You're just not worm food, waiting to feed the worms. You're not an accident. You're just not a consumer. You're not all those things, but you are called of God to make that difference. Oh, Lord, open up our eyes that we see. Because you see... The money we need, the answers that we need, the peace that we need, the forgiveness that we need, the wisdom that we need, the joy that you need, the peace that you need, all you need is with you and his name is Jesus. He's with you in Jesus. Everything you've got, everything you need is to be found in his presence with him. All you need is Jesus. Yes, just Jesus and he's more than enough he is more than enough next slide thank you so if you ever go to Singapore you can go and see this uh, as a wax museum diorama display celebrating or not probably celebrating but commemorating the battle of Singapore where General Percival actually 
surrendered to the Japanese. And of course, it, uh, it changed the, certainly the war for a particular, a lot of Australians, a lot of English. They went to Changi prison. A lot of suffering took place. And it was, uh, uh, I, it ended up being an incredible blunder. Uh, General Percival made the decision to surrender to the, surrender his armies, the English and the Allied troops to the Japanese attacking Singapore on the 15th of February, 1942. The water supply of the iron had virtually dried up. Petrol supplies were all, all exhausted. Military supplies were very low. And the constant bombardments on the city were causing shocking civilian casualties. Percival realised that his only options was to fight to the death or to surrender. So he personally arranged for the ceasefire and signed the surrender document at the Ford factory that same evening. All the British Empire soldiers were ordered to lay down their arms at 8.30 that night. And if you ever visit Singapore, there's still that very impressive museum you can visit. But what Percival did not realise is that the enemy was actually defeated. He surrendered to a wounded, broken Japanese offensive that had run out of steam. The commander in charge of the Japanese force, Tomoko, uh, sorry, Tom, Tomoyuki uh, Mitsubishi, <laughs> Tomoyuki Yamashita wrote, My attack on Singapore was a bluff, but it was a bluff that worked. I had 30,000 men and we were outnumbered three to one. They were outnumbered. I knew that if I had to fight for much longer, I would be beaten. That is why surrender had to come at once. I was very frightened all the time that the British would actually discover our numerical weakness and our lack of supplies and ammunition and force me into disastrous street fighting. We could not possibly win. Can I tell you today, the enemy is defeated. He's gone, he's dead, and he yells and he screams and he wants to bluff you into thinking that you cannot win. But there's more on our side. (laughs) There's more on our side than it's ever on his side. It's uh, next slide. Thank you. Uh, I, I actually thought, do I do this or not? Because so many Christian homes would be familiar with the poem, Footprints in the sand. Are you familiar with that? But it it, it is, uh, you know, the reason why it's in a lot of our homes is because it speaks speaks to our human experience as Christians and believers. Uh, In my case, it's not footprints in the sand. It's more like butt prints in the sand. (laughs) I go dragging along. But the, the poem goes, One night I dreamed a dream as I was walking along the beach with my Lord Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand, and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and the most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, that you would leave me. 
And Jesus whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never, never leave you. Even during your hardest times and testings. And when you only saw the one set of footprints, that is when I came and I carried you through those times. May the Lord open up our eyes that we might see him. Amen. May we see him as we go out, as we talk to people, as we pay our bills, as we drive down the road. May we see him who has promised to abide with us through all these things. So I've got a video I'm going to play.